How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the second podcast of the Benchwarmers. I'm very excited to talk about the games this week. We have a lot in lineup, mostly covering just a recap of all the games, takeaways that we have on players and the teams as a whole. Then we're going to jump into some, you know, good fantasy talk about players that we think you're safe to start, you know, on a week-to-week basis, players you might want to fade for this week or maybe, you know, in the upcoming weeks given their matchups and just player talk overall and who, who you think you should start this week. So let's see here. So to start off, we're going to be talking about the Bengals. How do you feel about the Bengals, guys? Disappointed, really. I mean, <laughs> you're going to lose to Cooper Rush. Like, that's just really bad. Um, they just haven't impressed me. And I know a lot of people have been talking about the the post-Super Bowl slump. Yeah. And I'm, it's like kind of like the Madden curse. Like, you don't really think it's a thing. But it's looking like it's actually a thing. The offense just doesn't look as smooth as it was last year. Everyone was hyping up the, uh, you know, new O-line improvements. And, I mean, they really Joe haven't Mixon, done anything. Yeah, like they're not really doing anything, and I'm I'm just overall not impressed by them at all. I yeah, I could see them sneaking into the playoffs, uh, just got off of like young skill set, but I don't see them making a super run again at all this year. Yeah, I think it's a little bit no, early I to start talking. About, no, I think it's a little bit early to start talking about the playoffs for them because I think they are obviously a very good team. Joe Bor- Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but like you just said, one of the biggest shockers for me is how hyped up their offensive line coming into this season was. That was supposed to be like you know one of the biggest upgrades they had. It was supposed to change their offense, mm. but against the Cowboys, I think Micah Parsons was in the backfield almost every single play. He had like Joe Burrow had no time in the pocket. You could see he was feeling the pressure, getting a lot of poor passes off. But like you said, I, I think we're all shocked the Bengals are not are not performing how they will. How they yeah, are, especially how they should especially to start zero and two and then to lose to such a sad excuse of a Dallas team. Like they don't even, they don't have Dak. It's like. Like what? It, like yeah, what that Cooper Rush was the best one. They the, really have, yeah. Like, and then the next quarterback on the field that day—that's just disgusting. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's just an embarrassment for that team, and I think if they don't turn it around in the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be a slummy season for them. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to recover from that, or maybe they will. But I just, I think if they don't turn it around by weeks, like, if the, if they're not like three and three by week six, I think they're just really going to be in the pits the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they have like the talent to get to like dig themselves out of it, but ultimately they need to start showing up and you start one being the bad teams because I mean, losing to the Cowboys yeah. is a terrible loss. Like we said last week, the Cowboys do not have a good team. I mean, their defense didn't look terrible considering, yeah. but yeah. And they lost to Pittsburgh too, so it's not like they're dropping these games to really good teams. Like they're not beating yeah, the teams they should like, be beating. Steelers and is like so, an average team, so yeah. If the Steelers I mean, are losing to the Patriots, and you're losing to the Steelers, yeah, you were in the Super Bowl last yeah. year. Embarrassing. It's yeah. a tough start. That, that's a tough start. No one expected it either. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would have had the you know the, the Bengals going maybe undefeated for a little while or maybe losing one of the tough matchups early on, but not this. So. Yeah. I was expecting them to start like four and two, and maybe they you know rip four games straight, but yeah. I, just, I did not expect them to open the season going zero and two. Yeah. All right. So next up on the list, we got the Bills and the Titans. Overall, I love Bills are looking pretty unbeatable right now. Loved that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Allen and Diggs, I think, have a great chance of being the you know the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the league right now. They are looking like a well-oiled machine they are 
not slowing down. I mean, not that the Titans are a good team. I mean, I think the Titans offense has gone significantly downhill with almost no good, no great wide receivers. Their O-line has not given Derrick Henry anything. I feel like he's no, getting stopped he's, almost every play. And he's yeah. so overused on that team. Like, well, I mean, the, the biggest shocker is that um, for Derrick Henry, you know, being King Henry and all, obviously coming off an injury and a tough injury at that. But I just feel like no one expected him to be putting up the numbers he had. I have him in two of my fantasy leagues this year, and I think he's put up a combined total of like 15 points or something like that. And yeah, I think he's like one point two yards a carry, so that's kind of hard to produce when you're. No, I know. Head, so, I think that's something you still have to give him a little bit of time to work with, too. Though, you know, like not count him out immediately. But oh uh, no, absolutely not. But it's just it's a little unsettling to see him just not really performing, and not to say that he's going to have another season like he did last year, year prior, where he was just yeah. walking, ripping people apart. But yeah, yeah. tossing people left and, and right and. Yeah, to just like kind of like bring fantasy into it. I think I still think Derrick Henry has time to recover from these two really bad games, but I do think that his top six, uh, you know, draft where yeah. he was getting drafted, I don't, I don't think even if he, you know, starts playing better, he's gonna ever like get back to that. Um, unfortunately, so if you know you picked him up in the first round, I don't know if you're gonna get that type of player, but I still think he can, he can be a serviceable player for sure. But oh, yeah, yeah. For me, like what I've thought, like I just said, I picked him in two of my leagues this year. I think he's one of those players that at the moment, he's a good player to hold on to. He's still your first yeah. round pick. And he's going to have his weeks, I believe, where he's going to you know, mm-hmm. pick it up. And I think that's going to carry on throughout the season. But that being said, if you can sell him high, it might not be a bad idea. No, I yeah. don't think that's a bad idea at all. If, if you can get good enough think- value for him, then. Yeah, I think I the big it. thing is it's just clear that this offense is worse, and he was a guy that – he wasn't touchdown dependent, but he got a lot of touchdowns. And so if his team's not making it to the red zone and getting them, you know, those inside the five-yard line carries, then I, I, that's just going to be tough for him. Yeah. Because he doesn't I mean, catch he, passes and stuff. So No, I know. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the biggest downsides to Derrick Henry. But you would think in the red zone he would just be a monster for the touchdowns. But, I mean, I think – I can't recall exactly how many times the Titans went to the red zone. And I, th- I think on their opening drive, the Titans, you know, Derrick Henry scored in the red zone. Yeah. But, and that got my hopes up. I was thinking, all right, like, you know, maybe he'll get a couple more. Maybe the Titans can get some, like, drives together and give him the opportunities. But so far, he has just been almost irrelevant. So going up to the next game, personally, my favorite game of the week, probably a lot of people's, was the Miami Ravens. What a, what a great game, man. I mean, I feel like the Dolphins came out a little bit slow in the beginning. And then the second quarter, it was just bombs away. Because I, I think Tyreek had two massive touchdowns. Jalen Waddle had two fairly big touchdowns, including the game winner. But yeah. as of right now, um, how are you guys feeling about Tua? Six touchdowns. He had six touchdowns. It's a um, – Two interceptions. Hey, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky I mean, did that one, so I mean, dude, he he threw for this is true. just shy of four hundred seventy yards, six touchdowns. I don't think this makes him a legit quarterback, but I think you have to respect his weapons now. I like, absolutely not that you weren't before, but mm-hmm. I mean, if he's gonna sling the ball, those guys are gonna go get it, and I don't think this is the only time we're gonna see it this season where Tua has a really exceptional week. 
I think the the biggest thing that kind of turned me off too this week, obviously six touchdowns. It was an amazing performance. But if you if you look at like those two long touchdowns to Tyree Kill, they were underthrown. Yeah, which, they were considering they were. as Tyree Kill possibly the fastest man in the league, one of the most dynamic, very athletic. He's probably a hard people uh, a hard person to keep up with, but. I feel like in the future, that's not going to fly, especially, you know, once teams kind of start to realize that, that if they just sit over top, that's just going to completely take away the deep ball ability for them. Yeah, no, I agree. They were, I, I was watching, uh, you know, NFL red zone and the two Tyree kill passes happened so close to each other that I thought they were just replaying the first one. Yeah. I didn't even realize that it was a second one that had happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously to the stats look great. I mean, he did play well. Uh, yeah. Steve does make a good point with the underthrows. Uh, also, Steve, I just want to say congratulations. I'm pretty sure you were the only one out of us three that said the Miami Dolphins would win this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like this Dolphins team this year, man. I mean, their offense is looking explosive. They have all the weapons. You know, Gasecki at tight end, I think he's an absolute freak. He has great hands. He's made some insane catches in past seasons. And I think he's a very safe person. And then two of the fastest wide receivers in the league – you know, in Waddle and Tyreek, it's just a great combo to have. When is the last time a wide receiver duo put up both put up forty plus points in a fantasy football game? It's, like, I don't know if that's even ever I, happened. I haven't I seen it. Wide receiver, but uh, last year, Mark Andrews and uh, Lamar Jackson both put up forty when in the, the same week. Yeah, no, like uh, two wide receivers. Oh, that's I, still I don't insane, know. though. Also, while you bring that up, I mean, we're praising the Miami Dolphins, but. The Ravens did look good. They gave up a oh, comeback. Absolutely. They do look great. Lamar looks like 2018 Lamar or 2019, whatever year he went off again. Like, I think people have to start giving Lamar his respect again. He loses Marquise Brown, who was his quote-unquote number one, other than obviously Mark Andrews. But, I mean, he still looks great. And he's made, like, so many, like, you know, deep passes as well. So he connected with, like, Rashad Bateman on, like, one each yeah. week, I think, so far. So, I mean, Lamar looks great. The Ravens look good. Sucks to lose that game, but no, I know I they're it, a good team. It was a very hard, hard fought game. It really could have gone either way. I think you know it came down to the last possession, and Tua just kind of clutched up. Which yep. you know, going forward in the future with Tua, I you know I don't see him putting up another six touchdown performance again. No, I feel like that's a very rare you know Tua showing. But I mean, it, it, it's too early in the season to really count him out or call him you know. Not a great quarterback because this season could be a big proving season for him. Like, you know, I feel like in past seasons, he's shown potential but never gotten there. Yeah. And honestly, you know, even though we're all Patriots fans, I do still like Tua. I do like this Dolphins team. Yeah. And considering the Patriots don't have a great fighting chance, I wouldn't be sad to see the Dolphins do good. No, yeah, I think they're entertaining. I think they're yeah, really very entertaining. entertaining Absolutely. Especially with the electric it, team. You know, with the Patriots being a very bland team this year, not that they aren't most years, but, like, just not a ton of show. Uh, I think Miami's honestly not even a bad team to root for now. Not root no. for, but just yeah. watching those games, is it's fun. They do a lot of – I mean, young guys, they're just able to move, make crazy plays. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that that new coach uh, is, like, the real deal, or do you think it's just, like, the weapons are playing well? Because what is it, Mike McDaniel or something I, like that? I think it's the team over the coach, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, I do. It might be Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel's. I kind of forget, but I just think with that much talent on their team, I know. I think they dropped off in defense a little bit this year, but they still have a pretty sound defense. I know they lit up thirty-five points, but it's also the Ravens. It's still Lamar Jackson. 
a very hard person to stop. So, all right. But up next, guys, we have our Patriots against the Steelers, which I think the Patriots did show a lot of promise in this game. Considering, yeah. I mean, not that the Steelers are was a great team. Um, also, I want to say my mistake because last week on the first episode, I said that Mac Jones was out. I heard a report that he was going to be out, but he played and he played pretty all right for us. So yeah, he that's looked, my he mistake not there. Terrible. I mean, if you that one that Nelson that Nelson I was say, that one play was really it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, even that it, it was he was just kind of throwing it up there as a jump ball, but that I I, I loved myself in the you know Nelson. Nelson Aguilar on that play. I think that, you know, yeah. that's what we're paying him to do. We're playing him, we're paying him to be a playmaker. And that's the yeah. stuff that we, you know, we want to be seeing from him. So I just the only thing with the Patriots is I just worry about our scoring. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. like, I don't see us putting sure up. We can, it, uh, what was the score to the Steelers game? Was it third? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was thirty something. Was it I like twenty? Twenty to seventeen, maybe? Something like I know that. it wasn't super high score. <laughs> I, but... I just know their defense is not going to carry them like last year. Um, no, which is the which is the the hard part in seeing them having a good season. It was seventeen fourteen was the yeah seventeen fourteen. I knew it was a three point game. But... I'm telling you right now, they're they're not winning many games putting up just seventeen points and trying mm-hmm. to rely on their defense to stop other teams from scoring. No, especially because the, uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up is that the Steelers need a quarterback i think they in almost all facets have a very explosive offense i think that their wide receiver court is not necessarily one of the best but it's up there in the league they have a very good young wide receiver core i think their defense you know once tj watt is back minka fitzpatrick's an absolute ball hawk i think that overall if they have a good quarterback change that could be a scary team to compete against yeah dude put in picket man yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be coming soon because Mr. Trubisky has not been doing well. So that that's kind of sad. I always I liked Trubisky. I was kind of <laughs> hoping he'd do well. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I, I'm not praying on the man's down. Yeah, I do want to see one of these rookie uh, QBs get in though and see how they do. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like one of the first years you don't really have like any starting QBs that's a rookie like to start yeah. the season, which is it's really, weird, no. but. All right, so moving on to the Browns and the Jets. One of the craziest games of the week, oh, I considering that, that the one. Jets had a two-touchdown comeback, and I think in, like, the last two minutes maybe. And, yeah, Jets. Austin called Jets. it right. Jets. I mean, definitely a close call. <laughs> he was high on the Jets this week. Um, Just a little recap of that game. So, I think Chubb showed a lot of promise this week, but he was getting ripped mm-hmm. on a lot because he decided to score the touchdown and put him up two possessions at the end of the game instead of kneeling the ball or instead of just going down which yep. would have pretty much sealed the win for them. Um, however, Austin, and if you want to handle this, I think you had a great point on it earlier in the week. You were saying that um, putting your team up two possessions at the end of the game it's is pretty never, safe. It's never yeah. a bad yeah. thing. It's safe. And the other thing, too, is it's like you're in a professional football league. Go boo-hoo if you're going to lose a game by 14 points, if you're going to lose a game by one point, if you're going to lose a game by 50 points. Like – you're in a professional football league. If they want to run the score up, they can run the score up. Like it it's looks, that it's better for the individual player too. If there's contract bonuses, incentives, like mm-hmm. that's what maybe I was it's get the into. safer play, right? Because there's a, a potential for a fumble or whatever. But I don't know, dude. I just think yeah. like 
just let the man run it in. Give him yeah. the fantasy points at least. Jesus. To, to go off that, it, it kind of reminds me of, if you guys remember a couple years ago, the Todd Gurley situation when everyone was pissed at Todd Gurley for yep. getting a touchdown at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Why is nobody talking about the defense not playing well or the special teams not doing their job? Well, like, why are you going to be mad at Nick Chubb for running in a touchdown when there's 20 other people that didn't do their job at the end of the game to close it no. out? Like, yeah, I think I mean, he's not the guy to be mad place- at. They're placing the blame on him, and I absolutely agree with, agree with Austin in that incentives and other stuff playing in the game. Like they're professional football players, mm-hmm. I think no. Like I think Nick Trouble always got a contract right now. I think he's a very strong running back in the league right now. But that being said, it's extremely difficult for a guy to kneel football when he could just run it in for a touchdown. That's a very difficult going, thing to like, do. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're excited that you're going. It's, you're thinking it's I just put this game away. Off. Yeah, yeah. You've been. You've been and, playing football your whole life, and what's your goal? Score the ball. And now everyone's like, oh, don't score the ball. Like, it's kind yeah. of a weird switch. Yeah. You know? and, like, and it's funny because Nick Chubb had a play last year, the year before, where he had like a 70-yard run that would have been an easy touchdown, and he just ran it out of bounds at the one. Yep. And all oh, the fantasy bring that up. were pissed. Yeah. So, like, I think maybe well, he was like, oh, I'm going to make my fantasy man, you know, managers happy. And I doubt he was actually thinking that. <laughs> I think shout at the us. end of the day. Shout out us. I think at the end of the day, it's kind of boo-hoo to the fantasy players. Like, obviously, they're professional football players. They don't care about us. No, yeah. They're trying to perform for their team, which I guess what Chubb did in scoring the touchdown isn't playing for his team. But I don't think it was a bad call on his part. No, yeah. So, moving on, we're going to talk about another kind of disappointing game. Because I was very – I called it the most exciting game of the week last week on the episode. And it's the Eagles and the Vikings. That personally was my favorite game this week. For the really? fact, no, it was just because I think Cousins threw it slay every time. <laughs> Dude, I think he purposely went he out of his way to throw at Slay for no reason. But it just didn't work out for them. I think he's I think Kirk Cousins is targeting Justin Jefferson way too much. I think it's, it's kind of turning into a problem for their offense, which well, I don't, I didn't see how many points Justin Jefferson had last week, but I do not think it was 20. many. Oh, yeah, 20. I actually do know. Okay, because yeah, wait, did he have twenty? <laughs> yeah, he had twenty flat. I don't think he did, bro, because I had him you in sure? a league and I needed him to score like barely any points. So I went into the game, I was like, all right, I'm going to win this matchup. I lost oh. by one. What do you have? Like ten? <laughs> he had ten last week. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. I was going to say, dude, I, I didn't see anything come out of that. So I, was, yeah, I, was I lost by his, one. Uh, in, yeah. I, I lost by one in one of my fantasy matchups because the dude couldn't put up 11 points. But it's not really you a know, spot, not to though, blame. You, Go ahead. Yeah, like, like if you look at it, I remember I was watching the game at this point. They're in the end zone, and literally Kirk Cousins underthrows him not once but twice in a row. The first time he saved the interception because he knocked it out of Slay's hand. And the second time he couldn't get there, but it was way underthrown again, literally the same route. And I'm like, what does Kirk do? Like, Kirk looked horrible. So I, yeah. I really feel like you can't put the blame on Justin no. Jefferson. But And I, I think even the other receivers looked pretty good towards the end of the game. Thielen made a couple of really nice catches. So it's not that the other guys can't go out there and get it. I just think that Cousins trying to do this weird force thing. I mean, Jefferson had 11 targets last week, 12 targets this week. Like – I, I, which I think is a very fair numbers for him. I think those are very fair numbers for him to be getting. I just think, uh, and the, I've seen a bunch of memes. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I, so I saw a bunch of memes and stuff about it this week. But like Kirk Cousins does not play well in like 
the Monday Monday night games or the the Sunday night games. Like two and 12 or something like that. Something crazy like that. I mean, like, obviously the Eagles are a great team, but he did not perform well at all, which is very, which is very scary for Vikings fans because we know the Vikings have never been good at the playoffs. And I I think we talked, I think I actually said it on the last episode, bringing up how I think the Vikings could be a, um, a big playoff team this year. They can make a deep push. Which I mean, they're performing like this. It could happen, but I just think it's it's Kirk dependent, dude. Because he has yeah. his games where he can do well, but so far under pressure, he has not ever done well. To to switch things over to the Eagles, though, they look really good. It looks scary. They look hurts is really that guy. Good. I was right about to say that, dude. Hurts right now is showing MVP status. I mean, he, the way he extends plays is so good he makes smart plays he's willing to put his body out there a little bit when he dove for that touchdown and reached out oh my god yeah just i mean i think their defense has been showing up too absolutely like their corners have been playing out of their minds their defense is their defensive line has been playing very well and really dude i'm you know not that i like the eagles you know about a lot of bad memories being a patriots fan but um I just think that it, it, it would honestly be kind of cool to see Hurt start making a push. I like to see young quarterbacks, to, you know, succeed. Yep. So, especially because we'll see everyone, what it turns into. Yeah, especially because everyone was kind of pinning Hurts into that just like a rushing quarterback mold, and yeah. everyone was kind of doubting how actually skilled he could be or if he could lead a team or like be good on a team. So, I, I like to see uh like to see him succeed. So, yeah. All right, so next up, guys, on my notes, I had the Bucks and the Saints. Um, over, yeah, pretty pretty dry game. I mean, we'd really hope more from these two rivals. You know, yeah. we, you know how chippy they get in past games, and we saw how chippy they got this game. Yeah, which is a very exciting gonna, thing to see. But I was gonna say the most exciting part of the game was the WWE takedown by Mike yeah. Evans on last yeah, which like happens every demolished. single time they play. So good to watch. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. I love to see it. I mean, obviously, I think it's a little bit unprofessional. But I, like Mike Evans I said, it's Tom it, Brady. Like you know, I know they're both all chirping well, each other. They're all getting into it. But we know Tom's not going to throw any punches, bro. Tom's no. gonna Tom's gonna <laughs> talk his smack, and then he's just gonna walk he, away while everyone else. He is looked fighting. like such a dad when uh, what is it? Lattimore came up to shove um, Fournette or whatever. Oh my God! Tom Brady was looking at him. His hands like on his hips. He's like, "What are you doing, young fella?" <laughs> Like, bro is ancient to them. He is ancient to a lot of people in the league. I mean, you see, I I mean, I I feel like I see at least a couple of these pictures a year about, like, you know, when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl, this quarterback was a baby, like one or two years old, and they're competing. Still in his daddy's balls. Yeah. (laughs) But overall, disappointing game. I feel like the Saints, the Saints defense is very good. And I don't hate on the Saints' offense at all. They were missing Kamara that game, which, I mean, I don't think Kamara's going to have a great season. I don't it's either. It's kind of early to say. I, I I don't think it's guaranteed that, he, that Kamara's going to play next week either. I it's think he ribs, was, right? I think so. I, I, yeah. I know he was limited a lot in practice this week. I mean, granted, it's, it's only Wednesday right now, so plenty of time left, but we'll have to see. I mean – also, a little takeaway for the Bucs is that although their offense, I feel like it's been kind of struggling, their defense has been performing, and Brady's still been doing enough to get it done. Yeah. I would say they haven't had a week. In the league. No, yeah. I think they're definitely up there. I mean, their defense went crazy last week. I think they had I don't know, two fumble recoveries. Five I, I, fantasy. 
I know they had yeah twenty five points in fantasy. Yeah. I know they had a pick six. Who do they play next week? Because we are joking about the Mike Evans thing, but he is suspended for next week. Actually, yeah. So let me pull it up. They so are, they're gonna have no weapons. They are God playing. Oh, Green yeah. Bay. That's right. Oh, so that's gonna be a tough one with no weapons. But yeah, we'll um, old man Julio like, will be back. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But you know, maybe benching Brady this week isn't a terrible idea. But we'll get but we'll get into fantasy easily. Who's has a very high motor, so that could yeah. be a good one for them. And we know how Brady can use his you know lower tier wide receivers to make it plays happen. Doing so. Been doing it forever. So, all right, moving on. Um, another very last kind of lackluster game was the Giants and the Panthers. It started out kind of crazy. The the Panthers fumbled on the opening kickoff. Um, the Giants went down, kicked a field goal, didn't score. Um, on the very next drive, I think it was third and twenty or third and twenty-two or something like that, and they fumbled, putting the Jets almost or the Giants almost in the red zone, and they proceeded to kick another field goal. Um, my other my only other real takeaways from this game is that Saquon didn't do anything, nothing too big, which I think was really disappointing to see. We all want to see Saquon do well, you know, coming off his injuries and such. But I mean, yeah. he didn't. I just I think if uh, you were at home watching this game, you probably fell asleep by halftime because it was not interesting at all. Um, I mean, like Steve said, Saquon didn't do really much of anything. I feel like McCaffrey didn't really do much of anything. Um, Baker has not really been impressing. I feel like, and shout out to the Giants, they're two and zero, and they're taking yeah. care of two bad teams. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. So uh, one note that I had about McCaffrey is that I saw – I was watching highlights on, on the game earlier, and I saw that he was fighting for yards, which, I mean, I know I say it all the time. That's, like, one of the main things I love to see from a player, especially, you know, from a higher-end player like McCaffrey, that which we all expect him to do. But, I mean, I feel like he's really trying to, you know, carry this team. Obviously, I, I want Baker to, you know, after, you know, getting kind of scummed out of Cleveland like that, I want to see Baker do well. They have a pretty decent wide receiver core. And I think if McCaffrey can start, you know – Care, you know, showing the leadership and getting the big plays for them that the rest of the team is going to follow. Yep. So, more to come on that. Um, let's see. Another terrible game was the uh Colts Jags, was just <sighs> yeah, very disappointing. Man, it's Dude. just I really wanted to see the Colts do well because you hear the Jacksonville Jaguars and you think not a great team, but I think the Jackson they, do the they, Jackson. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, to to hold them, to, like they didn't score. <laughs> yeah, the whole Jonathan like, Taylor. Uh, I mean, they, their wide receiver course banged up. Michael Pittman didn't start last week or didn't play last week, which was a yeah. big letdown. I, I he was claimed as out Sunday morning, so hopefully none of you guys started him. So, but I just what it just sad because I feel like that that Colts team has a lot of talent. And it just seems like they can't get it to work together and like, you know, in like a full unit. Like, it seems like they can't just bring it all together. Yeah. And correct so. me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't follow like other than like the Patriots or fantasy, I don't follow like a crap ton of football, but I thought the Colts was one of the better defenses in the league and they really haven't shown that. I mean, um, the Jaguars are picking them apart. Um, I don't, I don't really know like, where the like, yeah, Colts defense stands in the league. I thought they're at least I mean, like, like a pack, like decent. Yeah, definitely decent. But one thing I was gonna say is 
is that I think the Jags do have a good offense, and they do also have they a middle-of-the-pack defense because Trevor Lawrence right now has been showing out for them, especially in this game. He looks good. Kirk is looking very good. I was yeah. like, he was there. My guy, my guy, Kirk is balling this year. Yeah, right now, I mean, I think he's fit into the offense perfect. Um, prayers up to the people that draft Travis Etienne. Robinson because it looks, looks good, dude. It looks like Robinson's back, and he's looking really good. You know, ATN has just not shown anything, and Robinson busted out a huge touchdown last week. I think it was like a 40-yard rush, broke a couple 23 tackles. carries, too. 23 yeah, carries. Uh, got the workload, which is really, you know, really sad to hear for a lot of people that drafted Travis ATN because I feel like a lot of people took him. He was going early. He was going like, yeah, the, like third, the third, fourth round, round mm-hmm. which I, I feel like a lot of people. because I, I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> I trust did, it. I did in a, in one or two of my leagues, and it's just yeah. terrible I mean, you right gotta now. take the risk, but. I mean, with, with how much hype he got in the offseason, I don't, you know, he didn't play at all last, or barely played last season, if at all. And it, it's impossible to predict this stuff. But, I mean, I think that week one showing where he dropped two balls that could have been touchdowns, like, why? Yeah, do- I, just, I think he lost his trust with those. Yeah, and so it looks like James Robinson is going to be getting a majority of the share, which is very yeah tough to hear for some fantasy owners. But, you know, good for the man. I'm, you know, coming off a big injury, I'm happy to see him do well. Um, Jonathan Taylor did nothing in that game. Um, there was three picks and a lot of mistakes on the Colts end. So overall, Matt Ryan was not looking good. But hopefully, more is to come because I want to see Pittman succeed. Yeah, I was just gonna say this off season. I mean, everyone was just on about oh, like Matt Ryan QB upgrade from Carson Wentz, yeah. and it was karma because Carson Wentz actually looks good, Carson and Wentz Matt Ryan looks good. terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And I was never a believer that Matt Ryan is still who he was back in his like MVP oh, 2016 no, or whatever. Like he's washed. Not. So I think that's a long time like, ago. Yeah, people kind of got their heads twisted and thinking that Matt Ryan was such a QB upgrade. I honestly don't think he was. And any excitement that anyone had about this Colts team coming into the year, I think, kind of has to take a step back. For a it bit it got to not look bit. good. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up, actually a very good game, just talking about Carson Wentz, was the Lions and the Commanders. Um, the Lions are looking very good, guys. I know they Dude. lost week one to the Eagles in a high score. It was 38-35, to 35, I think, was the final score of that game, which was a very big throw. I mean, either team could have won that. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Lions, and I think the Commanders aren't performing terrible either. They're pretty good, yeah. They're doing good. I was – I was a bit iffy on them going going into the start of the season, mm-hmm. but I I could see him being a wild card. Like uh, I think a wild card. I mean, I guess you know time will tell. It's it's only the first two weeks of the NFL, so anything can happen. Teams can get into their swing. Like I think the Bengals are going to end up coming back and such. Yeah, but right. I think I think it's the opposite, dude. I think the Lions could sneak into the wild card. I like the or maybe Lions, even dude. past that. Dude, can I just say my start of the week at wide receiver last week was Amon Ross St. Brown. And oh, he did not disappoint, oh dude. My God. He looks he like that not. guy. And I, I mean, I think he's a top top ten fantasy receiver for the rest of the year, bro. He's getting the yeah. volume. He's looking he's, tremendous, right? I mean, now. He I, just would, looks I hope really he stays good. healthy because he's fun to oh, watch. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he has the dog not in him, dude. Just in terms he, of fantasy. Like he's he's a fun player to watch. No, he's very fun. 
that I, I feel like that whole team is, dude. Like DeAndre Swift is looking great. Yeah, I think yeah, very likable too. Who's right the, now, who's Jared, the coach of that team? Is it uh, Campbell? Ooh. Dan Campbell. Is it Dan Campbell? He's I think so. Doing electric. well. Electric. He is yeah. electric. <laughs> I love that dude. Do you see the video awesome. of him like congratulating that lineman that had, or something like that that had been on the for team his for his first NFL start? Yeah. yeah, that was good. Love to see that. But no, I like the Lions this year though. Definitely a sleeper team and definitely just an overall fun team to watch. I mean, you're seeing the points that they can put up. Obviously, their defense probably needs some work, but I mean, offensively, they're so fun to watch. So yeah, and hopefully they can keep it up. I I do like that Lions team this year. So. All right, moving on, 49ers and Seahawks. Um, personally, I was very happy to see this. the 49ers do well. Very sad that Trey Lance is injured and probably done for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, that, that, that leg was snapped. So, yeah. I really feel like he's never gotten, like, the chance to show. And I know I, I think we touched on it a little bit last week, and I said that I, I think Trey Lance has gotten a little bit overhyped, especially going yeah. into the season because he was given the starting position. But he really hasn't been given the chance to shine, which, you know, it's a throw up. He could end up being that guy there for mm-hmm. them. But I think fortunately for them, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a terrible quarterback. Um, they I, have a good I offense. Kittle's still injured for them too, right? Mm, I think it'll start coming back this week. Okay. I was, I was looking at that. I didn't play the last two weeks. So, yeah. And Eliza Mitchell's still out for, for, a, a I big think he might time, be out for so. the season. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely could be. Um, Just one quick takeaway from this week, and I saw some, like, stuff about this on social media, but people were kind of bashing uh, Kyle Shanahan's their head coach, right, mm-hmm. I believe, um, is that they gave Trey Lance 12 running plays and only three passing plays. Way too much, yeah. Which I think for the – I mean, he I, – I wasn't watching that game. I didn't end up seeing the injury, but – from my understanding is that was all the first quarter and maybe a little bit to the second. Yeah. Which for that uh, volume, or maybe even just the mm-hmm. first quarter, I don't know, yeah. but I can like, it's, it is way too much, but you do have to think about Elijah Mitchell was out. So they really don't have a starting running back. And if the rumors are true that Debo Samuel doesn't really want to be a running back anymore, or like running back wide receiver hybrid, they want, might want to like be trying to keep them happy and not give him running plays. Yeah. So maybe they're like, we'll just give him to Trey Lance, which Probably not smart to do that with your cornerstone, you know, quarterback that you, you know, spent a high draft pick on. But yeah, that and they're looking into the future with them. Like, obviously, yeah, we want to exactly. see him do well. But all right. So, um, next we got the uh, Falcons and Rams game, which uh, we're going to try and get through these next couple of games a little bit faster so we can get onto the fantasy stuff. But the Falcons and Rams game turned out to be a very fun game to watch. I mean, the Rams were, uh, the Rams were up 28 to three. And the Falcons brought it all the way back to within one touchdown. You know, one one touchdown would have won them the game, which, you know, might have broken their curse that the Patriots bestowed upon them. But overall, I mean, I think, honestly, the Falcons showed a lot of fight in this one and a lot of promise. I mean, do I think they're going to be I like watching Mariota. Yeah, I, I was going to say he the does same thing. I People think, forgot how good he was. I think that he's not an elite quarterback by any means. No. But – Considering they they almost made that comeback happen, they showed the fight, and they've been showing offense potential. I was going to say one thing I saw a lot this week is that Kyle Pitts has almost been irrelevant in that offense, and their yeah. head coach made a comments about it, saying that they're trying to win games, so they're not worried about like you know fantasy. They're not trying to you know get him more involved, but they haven't been winning. He's one exactly. of the best pieces on that offense. I, I think he's someone say. that should get targeted more. Yeah, I don't I know think- if, you're, if you're talking about winning and you're saying. 
we're we're choosing not to target him all the time. Blah 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 blah. Dude is a monster. Like yeah, yeah. I think I think it's go ahead. I was gonna say why draft a like a tight end fourth overall if you're just gonna use him for blocking? You probably just could have gotten one of those in the fifth or sixth round. Like yeah, I feel like their standpoint on it is that they're not trying to avoid getting him targets. It just maybe hasn't been fitting into their game plan. Yeah. But I think that's something you need to plan for. You need a plan to get him the ball. He's a mm-hmm. he's considered an elite talent. He's an athletic specimen, if you have ever seen one before. Yeah. So that's someone I think that should be seeing it more. But I think Drake Odell, London looks good, dude. Drake London looks very good Drake right London now. I think good. I think his his stock value has gone up a ton in fantasy. And that's someone that if you can get him cheap enough, and if you know maybe mm-hmm. one of your buddies isn't as knowledgeable. That's something that you could pick up for pretty cheap. Yep. So and and real quick, just to backtrack, just a quick shout out to Garrett Wilson. We didn't talk about him during the Jets game, but that was another recruit oh, yeah. that looked really yeah. good this week. Oh, so absolutely. I think, I think London and Garrett Wilson are gonna be very good this year. But yeah, yeah. yeah especially moving forward. I'm, I'm excited to watch them. Um I have, a couple I have side Wilson in a couple of leagues, and I, I'm, oh, really? I'm really hoping he turns into someone that, that no, does something. Good. Yeah, love to see the young guys do good. But um, just some side notes: I am not very high on the Rams right now. Which it's week two, so yeah. it's it, it's pretty tough to be saying that. But I feel like overall, I mean, the loss to the Bills was embarrassing on their part, just because of how terrible their offense was. But overall, I mean, letting a team like the Falcons come back like that on them, which no knock on Mariota, but letting Mariota do that to you, I feel like it's something that should never happen. But they came yep. away with the win, so hopefully they can work out, you know, put in their adjustments and move forward to hopefully, you know, be big playoff contenders. Um, my last note was is that Mariota did, you know, like I just said, showed a lot of promise. But on that final drive, I feel like he made a pretty big rookie mistake. He kind of uh, he kind of forced the ball over Jalen Ramsey's head to the end zone, which made it, it the case that Jalen Ramsey could just call game. With the interception, it was essentially a 50-50 ball, and Ramsey just had an easy pick waiting for him. Yeah. Which I feel like was a rookie mistake, which we don't want to be seeing from Mariota at this point. He's been in the league for a good amount of time now, what, like four or five years? Yep. So. And something that might be fantasy relevant is Cam Akers did get a little bit more of a workload. Mm. Um, I don't think you can start either guy. Uh, I was going to bring that up. But in the it, it talk, looked actually. But. Yeah, it looked more 50-50, but yeah, we'll get into that later. But um, so two more games left. First off is going to be the Card- the Cardinals and the Raiders, which one's overtime. Pretty exciting game to watch. We knew it was going to be a good one. Um, the Cardinals did look good, and they were competing against a very good Raiders team with a great offense, a pretty solid defense. Um, and not to knock on the Raiders at all. I mean, they looked great too. I mean. The overtime was kind of weird. You know, the Cardinals ended up winning off a yeah, fumble return, you know, a little scoop and score. Mm-hmm. But my big takeaway from this is that everyone knows it, but Kyler is a, a nightmare scrambler. Yeah. Like, no one's able to run. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, it was 21 seconds until he scored. Sorry. Actually. Yeah, early. <laughs> I, I have, and he's just so explosive in the sense that he can make so many plays at once. Because I had Kyler Murray in fantasy, and it was like mid third quarter. He had two points. I was like, oh, he busted this week. I check again in like an hour. He has twenty five. I'm like, what yeah, the heck just happened? Sh- I mean, yeah, he so. showed out in that fourth in that fourth quarter absolutely, and just no one can catch him in the pocket. It's no, like he running away from those defensive linemen. It's just almost unfair. You know, being a little I, uh, tiny man, he is, but 
my biggest takeaway was kind of an unfortunate one, but Connor got injured in that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he's said to suit up for week three, which I'm hopeful for because I like him. I have him in only one league, but um, I like him as a running back, and I think he's pretty helpful to that team. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – I was upset hearing that he got injured pretty early, and, you know, I – I think if they have him, they might win that game in regulation. But yeah, he's yeah. you know he he's a guy that you want to see do well. He's a big part of that offense, and you know personally, I'm, I've never been super high on James Conner. Obviously, when he filled in for Le'Veon Bell, it was awesome he, to see him do good. But I just feel like his stock's been so high yeah. in drafts. He, he, he's so injury he's injury prone every year. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I want to say I don't think he's played healthy more than. 10 or 11 games in a season. Yeah, very so injury prone. Yeah. With the extended length of the season now, it's almost like it's kind of scary. Yeah. But overall for that game, I'd say it's a toss-up. I mean, going to overtime, both very good teams. You know, if they, either team makes one or two plays more, it, it could have swung yeah. either way. I mean, two Hunter Renfro fumbles in a row, it's, that's kind of tough. Yeah, also, yeah, that was a small sold pretty hard. Uh-huh. I think did. it's worth bringing up, too, Devonta Adams, only two catches. Um, yes, everyone is with the crowd. That was shocking. Oh, it's like not really – seems to not be a downgrade, at least for fantasy value, with Devonta Adams going to Derek Carr. But clearly it is because I don't think he's ever had that bad of a game with Rodgers. <laughs> no, yeah, and I think people were overreacting after that week one performance and saying that he'll be fine. He'll have his big games and he'll probably have his quiet games like that one. So. Well, he it was like that in Green Bay too. I mean, I had in my fantasy team last year, which was obviously a great a great pick by me. But there were some games where you know he would go off for like thirty points, he, and he had a couple of those, right? You know, high twenties. But then there was other games he'd only get a couple catches, and like you know, be almost irrelevant throughout the game. But it is hard yeah. to feed every player, so no knock on that Raiders team. But talking, you know, uh, for the last game of the week, it's gonna be the uh, the. The Packers and the Bears, not much to really say. I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew it was yeah. coming. We knew we knew Green Bay was going to win this one. We knew Rodgers wasn't going to let him win. Um, one of my favorite things in the world, guys, is seeing TikToks about people making you know takes and stuff like that. And one of the ones I saw after Week One is that they were calling the Bears and Justin Fields elite. And it's no. just my favorite thing uh, in the world to say no to that. No, because I mean, Dude, he did not they play played well. him like. Played they played in like pool. a tsunami, and then all yeah. of a sudden they're like, "Dude, that dude! If Justin Fields is going to go out there and get six completions a game, he's not going to be elite." Uh, I <clears> am probably a bit salty because I have Darnell Mooney in a league who just looks horrible. But and like, him. well, I don't think he's a great wide receiver person. Yeah, no, he's, he's an good. amazing talent. It's just with Justin Fields there, we'd he like to see a lot more production from him. I think that team yeah. needs a lot more help on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, Fields is still young, very new to the league. So we'll see with him going forward. But And good to see Aaron Jones bounce back. He looked good, great. Good yeah. to see Aaron Jones have a week. Yeah. I want to see more stuff from AJ Dillon personally. But yeah. moving forward, we'll see that. So now, guys, it's time to get into the talk of fantasy. Time to discuss the players that we want, you know, that we think are going to start this week. Players that maybe you should start every week. Players that maybe you should fade. But coming out first. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right, so coming out first, guys. Let's talk about some. Um, we'll do running backs first. Why not running backs? Uh, I was hoping you'd you guys say got any backs, but 
<laughs> all right, no, no, no. All right, fine. Yeah, let's do two quarterbacks first. Doesn't matter. All right, so this is this is a personal one for me because I have Tua and Stafford in three leagues as my starting and backup quarterback. And yeah, this geez. week I will be starting Tua over Matthew Stafford. Uh, who are the so Dolphins I, playing this week? Uh, I got it right here. Uh, great question. Let me look at that. That is I going just had to... it in the back of my mind too. Uh, it's the Bills, which Ooh. I don't think is a I it tough defense to throw, but I, we hope it's a high scoring game. I from what really we have seen from these teams, praying it's a. Sh- I mean, the Bills put up what forty one last week, and, and 30, 38 against the Rams. Yeah, mm. like high scoring offense. You know, um, my trust in Stafford has gone down. Um, I think two is a guy that maybe in some 10 men, you know, you probably got a great quarterback if you're in a 10 man, but I think two is a guy you might be able to scoop off waivers if people weren't really into grabbing backup quarterbacks. Yeah. To play waivers. Yep. Um, I really hope he does well, obviously personally, but I think he has merit. Uh, Bills are considered the number one defense, I believe, in the league um, after last week. But I – I'm going to be starting him. I hope he has a really good week. I think he's going to have a good week. Uh, no, probably a couple, I could absolutely a couple say interceptions, that. but I'm I'm really hoping it's a sling shootout, and I will be taking the over of that game, regardless <laughs> of what it is that Smart choice. Smart choice. Um, so I'm going to come out next with a quarterback you may want to sit this week, which is painful me, for me to say because I have him in a few of my leagues. I'm an astronomical fan of him as many of us are, Tom Brady. Um, I know we were all just talking about this earlier, guys, but Mike Evans is out. He's suspended for abusing Marshawn Lattimore. Um, <laughs> it's tough for to say, but, I mean, I think um, Godwin's out too, right? Yeah, he's still out, yeah. Now, maybe, you know, we know how Brady can make anything work with his Walmart wide receivers and turn them into Pro Bowl wide receivers, which maybe he does. I mean, they're playing – I just had it. Dude, they're uh, the Green Bay, Green Bay. We talked Green about Bay, yeah, yeah. We just talked about that. Um, they're playing Green Bay this week, who does have a pretty sound defense. Yeah. And I think I see more of a defensive game coming personally. So I'd look at your second string running or quarterback and make your decision based off that. But personally, I might be trying to sit him this week. Yeah. I'll run through uh... – I'm not going to spend too long because I'm I'm going to talk about two guys. The first guy is just a guy who I think obviously you're starting on, but I just think he's going to have another great week with Jalen Hurts playing Washington. Um, so not a great team, but Washington and obviously the Eagles have been putting up points so far this year. So it, yeah. it could be a high scoring game with no defense being played, which is honestly the best types of games to watch. So I think Hurts is going to be a monster again this week, but again, you're starting him every week. So uh, but a guy that, you know, maybe you had Trey Lance and he gets injured or maybe you have a guy that, you know, hasn't been performing well and you maybe have to have like a guy that you kind of like pick up off waivers to start. I honestly don't think Jared Goff would be a bad choice this week. Now, I don't no. think he's a great quarterback, but he's shown that he has that connection with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's played decent his last two games. I think he's averaging like 20 fantasy points a game the past two games. They're playing Minnesota, so it could be a shootout. And similar to what I mentioned about those other two teams is, you know, Detroit's been putting up points. So as long as they're putting up points, I think, uh, you know, you can't 
obviously you don't want to start Jared Goff, but if you have to, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. So, yeah, not terrible. All right. So you guys got any more takes for quarterbacks? Those are the two I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it so far. All right. So moving on to running backs, my running back start of the week. Um, Let me see. So one thing I wasn't sure about is if Kamara was going to play or not this week. I, I, I think it's still very up in the air. But personally, that's someone that I would fade because he's been very limited in practice. He's still showing, you know, some hurt, which means that I think coming to the field, they're not, he's not going to come out at 100% volume, not 100%, you know, playmaker ability. So that's someone I would feel comfortable putting on my bench this week. But someone that I would start is either going to be Chubbs or it's going to be Swift. Chubbs. Yeah, no, I, I like those but I like those guys a lot. I do worry volume-wise with Swift, but he showed he doesn't need it. Like, he's going to do amazing with the touches that he gets. So, I like the Swift pick there. Yeah. Um, I I mean, running back's always tough for me. Um, I think Javante Williams just has a crazy week this week. Yep, I like I that. Just, um, um, he had he had a good week one. He did kind of eh against Houston. However, he did get 15 attempts, so he's good, getting a yeah. lot of volume there. Um, I think he I think he gets his the first touchdown of the season here in uh, yeah. against San Francisco this week. Um, I mean he's been due, especially with the fumble at the goal line, which was so embarrassing. Yeah, um, I I think Javante Williams really comes out has a strong week, and I think. I don't know if the Broncos are ever gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Favorite because it's a split backfield, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm super high on him this year. Uh, I think he's one of my more preferred young talents to watch, mm-hmm. especially at the running back position. Um, and then my second one, I will say, is if you have Brees Hall, I think yeah, he looked if good. you're not confident in your flex. He would be a great flex this week. They're playing Cincinnati. He's getting a consistent amount of attempts per game. He has no touchdowns. He's probably due for one this week, maybe next week. Um, he's did Brees you... catch a touchdown last week? I think he no. Uh, did he catch? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he did catch a touchdown last week. That's a good sign too for him to be catching a touchdown. But, so. I mean, he's he's getting plays. Um, he's averaging like you know. 11, 12 points a game, which isn't bad at flex, depending on how deep your league is. Um, I think Brees Hall could have a really good week. And I'm also huge on uh, the Jets coming off that win. Yep. I think yeah, – I, I, like I really hope it lights up. Not that I like the Jets. Let me make that very clear. I do not like the Jets. But yeah. I think I, uh, love I think he could do some stuff this week. So it, I think Brees yeah. Hall at flex would be a fine option. And if you guys don't mind me backtracking for a second on my picks, I just didn't get to say much about it. My phone was going off. I was trying to deal with it. But um, the reason why I, I like Chubb a lot this week, um, they're playing tomorrow in the Thursday night game against the Steelers, which I feel like has a very, you know, a, a very solid defense. But I feel like their secondary is stronger than their up front, considering that TJ Watt is gone. So I think that this is going to open up the run game a lot more. Chubb got a lot of volume last week, and he was performing well. You know, he's also not afraid to score at the end of the game. That's good to I, know. Which I think is, you know, 
a big plus. And then DeAndre Swift, I like that offense. I think right now they're an electric team. They have all the facets they need as long as Jared Goff is performing. But he's a good receiving back. He's a good, you know, he, he's a great rusher, lots of talent. So I'd always feel safe starting. Great picks. Two guys I wanted to quickly talk about. Stin mentioned how he feels uh, as though Javante Williams is due. Talking about somebody else that is due, Dalvin Cook. I mean, mm. too bad we – not. I mean, pretty bad for Dalvin Cook standards, especially if you're drafting the dude in the first round. So, uh, I think they play Minnesota – no, that he is on Minnesota. They played Detroit this week. Uh, I think he's due for a big game, a classic Dalvin game of 25 touches, 150 yards, a tutty or two. He's going to get a decent amount of receiving work. So I think he bounces back, plays really well. And that's again, someone that I'm hoping starts to perform. Yeah, exactly. Because. And... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, yeah. And I just, I just think like, you know, he's, he's bound to have a good game and I think he will. Cause he's still a very capable running back. So. Yeah. I like the pick. And, yep. And for my second guy, kind of a, a guy that, he might be afraid to play, but I think he's a good flex op- option, especially after seeing this week. We talked about uh, it a little bit, but I like James Robinson from now on. Uh, again, yep, not, a, not, a, not a guy that I'm, like, super confident in, but a guy that you probably drafted in, what, the 12th round? Thinking you 12, got him 13th very round. late, and he's yeah, looking like and, one of those guys that could be a starter. Yeah, so he's probably not a guy that you drafted to be a starter. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I, I think he could be a flex for you. I mean, like I said earlier, 23 rushing attempts last week. Granted, they were blowing out the Colts, but he's looking like he's getting most of that workload. I'm not nervous about Travis Etienne anymore because he's shown that he can do it not only, you know, with the, you know, rushing attempts, but he's getting touchdowns. He had two touchdowns week one. He had broke out a big touchdown last week. So I think James Robinson is a guy that you can be confident starting, especially if this, uh, if this, offense is going to look like they're going to be actually pretty good. So those are yeah. my running backs this week. All right, I like yeah. that. I, I like a good picks. So moving on to wide receivers, I have a lot on my list right here and I, I'll go through some kind of quick. Um, Stefan Diggs, him, I think oh, oh that's gosh. an instant him. start. I think that's a, that's one of the best duo or that is in my opinion, the best duo to have right now. That is the most elite quarterback in Josh Allen an exceptional talent with Stephon Diggs. And I just – I don't see a week that you could ever bench him. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that I think should, that you should be comfortable starting, you know, might be a throw-up. Um, Mike Williams, first of all. Justin Herbert showed yeah. that he is not afraid to throw the ball to him. I'm not 100% sure what Keenan Allen's status is. I think well, there's a good chance he plays this week. The other thing too, you got to be careful of is Herbert is coming off that fractured. Oh, the rib injury! I did. I yes. have faced that. What's his status? At, so actually? he's he's taking he's some time off. He's questionable to play. Most of the reports that I've seen saying he will play, especially mm-hmm. after leading that drive at the end of the game, he looks like he can still uh, do it. Um, I believe he will likely get shot up with whatever they give those guys to get rid of the pain, <laughs> but. Um, I think that is something you might want to be a little bit cautious about because he might be tender and he might be a little less likely to take a hit and throw the ball and he might just go down a little quicker. So that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That, oh, that's a very good point. Austin. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm going to take Mike Williams off right this real quick. Um, <laughs> watch him go for like 50. Yeah. Well, watch him absolutely. I, it's still likely. I mean, 
I don't like picking quarterback, especially because we saw how bad Justin Herbert was hurting. So if I mean, I feel like it's got to affect him in some way with yeah. Keenan Allen being there, still having Austin Eckler. Maybe Austin Eckler has a good week then. That's someone that we kind of didn't talk about earlier. True. But Austin Eckler with that injury could be seeing a lot more of a workload. But let's see. So for my other wide receivers, someone that I was up in the air about, mostly because the defense that they're going against is going to be uh, Scary Terry going up against the Ooh. Eagles. Um, I think he's obviously an exceptional talent. Maybe an elite wide receiver, a great wide receiver, but I don't know if I can place him in elite yet. But I think he's going, you know, they're going up against a good Philly, a good Philly defense. He's going to be the wide receiver one, which means he's going to be covered by um, Slay. Br- yeah, Slay. And then Bradbury's there, still there too, right? I think. Mm-hmm. I think I, so, I, yeah. Which Darius Slay's, a, you know, a great talent. He's shown it this, this first two weeks. So I think he he could be a start this week. Maybe Maybe flex. But the, yeah. the only other guy we talked about him earlier was Waddle. I think he's going to oh, have his inconsistent games, but I think this week against the Bills, it's either going to be a shootout or you're going to see nothing. And yeah. I would be banking on the shootout, so Waddle's going to be my start. Real quickly, you talked about Terry McLaurin. I obviously is the best receiver on that team, the really good receiver at that, but Curtis Samuel looks really good too. I think he oh. he has merit of being a starting flex player option for you if you're really oh, thin. At I like that. Position. One of my favorite things about fantasy is having the number two wide receiver in an offense mm-hmm. because you know the top guy, such as Terry McLaurin in this case, is going to be getting covered by Darius Slay majority of the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now maybe the Eagles choose to spread their defense and Darius Slay won't be on him every single play, but if he is, that's going to open up him a lot more. Agreed. Uh, I can hop into my receivers real quick. Uh, first guy's kind of up in the air, but I don't know what Pittman's status is this week, but anytime I see uh, a receiver who's playing Kansas City, I think they have any possibility of having that's a good a, game just because it's going to be a shootout. So yeah. That's a great and, pick. I mean, I know we were discussing earlier our, our concerns about Matt Ryan and that offense mm-hmm. as a whole, but I think he's a center point of that receiving core. Yeah. So he's going to get volume. Yeah, I think you're just going to be a target hog. Plus, I mean, I know Matt Ryan's been playing bad. Like, he's bound to not play horrible. Um, so, I'm hoping it'll be against the Chiefs. And if Pittman's playing, I know he had the quad injury. But, obviously, I think he'll be a good option. And, again, somebody that you're probably starting. Somebody you might start fading, who I think could possibly have a good week, is Elijah Moore versus mm. uh, Cincy. I think uh, he got outshined by Garrett Wilson last game. But I still think he's a very good option. Um, and now, like Steve mentioned, I mean, maybe he becomes a number two on that team and, you know, he starts not getting the main corners on him and stuff like that. And the focal point of the defense, he can start having some good weeks. So I still uh, believe and trust in Elijah Morris. So I think he could possibly have a good week against Cincy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I've only got one for the week. I mean, I've got a couple, but um, the biggest one I want to say, say uh, is – Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Uh, especially yep. with the Judy injury. Um, I don't think the Broncos look great. I mean, I'll still ride with them because Broncos country. Maybe, but uh, I I think Sutton just gets an insane volume this week. Um, actually, I would go as far to say as I think Denver wins this week. Um, not something I'm going to put money on. But uh, they're playing San Fran. Do what you want. 
I mean, that's that's a good game. I, but, I uh, hope, yeah. it probably won't be high scoring, I mean, but I'd like I know I mentioned Javante Williams earlier, but I really do think Cortland Sutton is is gonna have a good game. Um, yeah, I, he's not. Wilson is not afraid to target him, and he rakes in the ball. Like uh, I'll look at his. Yeah, he went seven for eleven last week with 122 yards. That's a great performance. Oh, that's a great week, um, absolutely. And then the only other guy I want to talk about, I I believe I mentioned him last week. I love Christian Kirk. I love him. Mm-hmm. I've been a big believer in him for a couple of years. Um, I just I love him, and he's getting he's getting targets. He's bringing he's, in the targets. He's getting yards after catch. Like I I think Christian Kirk too. Like. This is a year that his name is being thrown around, and it's for a good reason. Um, I really like him this year. I, and mean, I think whether he's your flex, your wide receiver. I don't think he's wide receiver one caliber. No, there's, there's a lot of good wide receiver ones. But wide receiver but, two, he's proving to be that right now. Yep, and and if you can get him in at your flex, like let's say you're a little bit more – Your wide receiver, receiver heavy, like you want no RB running, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I I really like Kirk this year, and yeah, I, I, love that. I I pray he doesn't get injured, and I pray he keeps his production up. I really uh, just I enjoy it. him a lot. So, well, I mean, it, it's a it's an interesting take. I mean, they paid him that much money; they're going to incorporate him in the offense, and they have these first two weeks. He has been a center yep. point. I mean, there was that one play where Trevor Lawrence and him literally ran side by side, like you know, or not side by side, but like Trevor Lawrence was like you know rolling out, and they sent. Christian Kirk just on out route five, maybe seven yards in front of him, where Trevor Lawrence kind of decides to run it or toss it to him. Yep. And it's a, it's a toss-up on what the defense does. You know, if they rush Trevor Lawrence, which they're probably going to do because he's a scrambler too. You know, we all do tend to forget Trevor Lawrence has some speed and athleticism. So that quick yeah. little dump off to Kirk, and it was a touchdown. I think that's that's an interesting duo to watch, I think, for the rest of the year to see how they develop. It's a great offense. I'm- Especially with, with Lawrence coming into his second year um, – I, I think it's a, it's going to be a fun team to watch unfold. You know, and I really hope that Lawrence can be that guy for them because with a couple more draft picks, a little bit of work in the next couple of off seasons, two, three years, you could be looking at Jacksonville a lot different than you looked at them for the last eight or nine. They could be the yeah. next Cincy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see it, especially if they picked up more offensive weapons. I think mm-hmm. if they picked up one more solid receiver, maybe a more of like a veteran wide receiver, or like you know, like five to six years into the league, I think that'd be an Go interesting offense to watch. Yeah, <laughs> they could, dude. Don't doubt it. Um, and then just real quick, guys, before we get into the tight end, because I have two tight ends I want to talk about. One thing we said we we're going to talk about was the Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson debate. Um, oh, yeah. I was looking at some of the stats from last week, and it was Cam Akers got a large share in the touches in all the receptions. So. Hey, I, actually, I'll pull it up right now. So, Daryl Henderson got around 10 runs a game, which they're splitting reps at that point. It's it's okay to see that. But the first game, um, Daryl Henderson got five receptions, and obviously Cam Akers didn't play. The second week, Cam Makers did play. He saw, I think, three or four receptions, and Daryl Henderson saw none, which I think means that Daryl Henderson is going to be the clear rushing guy, and Cam Makers will be the versatile receiving back that they have. So it's hard to start either one, but if I were to fade one, it would probably be Daryl Henderson. Wow. I agree, especially in a PPR league. Uh, obviously, like, the types of league makes a big difference. But if Daryl Henderson is just going to be the in-between-the-20s guy that just, like, ground and pound 
happens and then acres gets in for the passing plays or the red zone plays then mm-hmm. kind of obviously swift gets more volume than that but similar to swift when he he basically gets all the important touches and that's all he really needs so yeah not that i'm confident playing cam makers at all until i actually no. see something but neither am i, I but I liked what I saw just because, I mean, uh, the head coach even said that they want to incorporate him more. He's a talent that they like. So, I think we can see good things from him coming this season. Exactly. So, hopping into tight ends, um, I'll give my first two first. I think my big starter this week, I'm pretty sure he's going to start this week. If it is, it's his, it's his first game back as George Kittle. Um, oh, especially, yeah. with, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo play, you know, be the starter now. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo loves to target his tight ends, especially the safe plays with his great tight end, George Kittle. Um, I think that's, I mean, I guess what they're, uh, they're playing Denver, right? I think that's a great start. Very safe pick too. first week back. Maybe, maybe they might lay off some of it, you know, some of like his reception touches, but overall I feel like he's their safety blanket and he will perform. Um, my second one, not 100% sure how to say his name. He's the tight end for the Broncos. It's um oh, yeah. fucking Albert. Albert uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say Alberto. Um, uh, just like Austin said earlier, Judy's out this week. Um, if, you know, Javon, if the run game's not working with Javante Williams, they're going to need more help in the passing game than just Sutton. And I think Alberto is that guy for them. Yeah. Let's go. I, um, I got – I got maybe a little bit more outlandish one. Um, I got the Irv Smith Jr. on the Vikings. No, I like him. I like that. Um, it, obviously, Cousins not being able to force the ball into Jefferson every time uh, this week. Um, he ended up having to share it a little bit. Irv Smith got quite a bit of targets. He brought in – he was he got brought in five for eight. He had a touchdown. Um they're playing Detroit, which is not a bad team, but I don't know. I think he could just have a really solid week. I don't think he's going to give you Kelsey numbers, no. but um, I think he, he can give you some really solid numbers, and he might be a guy that not everyone in your league has. Yeah. So um, that no. would be a great pick. And then, obviously, Mark Andrews playing New England. No probably going to do well. No, I mean, Mark no Andrews is one of those guys that it, it's hard to ever take out. He's like one of the one of the only elite tight ends in the league. We know Lamar likes to target him. And so he's, he's a guy that goes, depending on how big your draft is, you know, 10, 12, 14. Um, he's a guy that goes pretty early. Um, and like you said, Steve, you're never not starting him, but I'm really expecting a huge week out of him, like a really big week out of him playing New England. I think he's going to tear him up, which I hate to say, obviously being a Patriots fan, but I, I have a feeling Mark Andrews is just going to tear us apart. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, uh, your first pick a lot. I feel like once teams start like keying in on Justin Jefferson in that we saw last week, Kirk wants to force him the ball, which is yeah. something that a veteran quarterback really should not be doing. I mean, we know that Tom Brady loves to spread the ball out. We saw his success with it. But I personally just feel that once teams really start locking down Justin Jefferson, that is the key point to their offense. He's going to have to start looking other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly go through my one tight end. Uh, I got Dawson Knox. I think uh, with Dawson Knox, we've yeah. seen how explosive this Bills Great offense pick. is. 
Stefan Diggs got three touchdown catches last week, and even if just one of those goes to Dawson Knox, he'll have probably a pretty good week. He was kind of touchdown dependent last year, but Josh Allen loves him in the red zone, so I think he's due for to you know get some more touchdowns. Uh, he's never a guy that's going to get you like seven or eight receptions. You know, he just doesn't get targeted as much as he probably should. But I think he could be a good option if he finds the end zone. I like him this well, week, so. I really feel like Dawson Knox is a, is a very good talent to have a tight end, especially in that offense. And I feel like there's going to be those weeks where Stephon Diggs is not targeted as much, where yeah, he has more quiet games. And in that case, I think those are the big games that Dawson Knox is going to step up and get the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Which, no, you know, maybe uh, this week against Miami, I guess we'll end up seeing. Hopefully, we're guessing a shootout, you know, given the two, given the two games each team had last week. But it could really go either way. I mean, overall, I do like all our picks. I mean, I guess we'll see Boomer Bus, but we're all riding high on them. They all like statistically should make sense. But that's how we're going to wrap up this episode this week, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Please keep on coming back. We love all the support. Um, our yeah. channel recently hit 3.4K listens. We're looking to grow that to 3.8K by the end of the month. And you guys are a big part of that. So please come back. You know, any tips you want to give us, please share your thoughts. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, go Jets. Go Jets.